0: Hello and welcome to Now Here's A Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by
1: me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble.
0: All right, I can see pictures of trains.
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, let me
0: think what you're going to talk about. (laughs) Are you going to talk about steam trains? <laughs> yes, I <am. laughs> Before you go there. Are you? Uh, no. Oh. No, I'm not going to talk about trains. Oh. Um, my thing. Now, here's the thing. Okay. I was looking on Twitter today and uh, strange stuff going on at Twitter, isn't there? But anyway, Trump's is it? back, isn't he? Yeah. Well, no. Is he back? Yeah, apparently he's, he's had back. his account put
1: back, I'm not sure he's engaged he? Oh I don't think know. Now. Stuart said he's back, so but I that, who knows? Got five hundred staff now, haven't they, instead of three thousand or something? Mm. Anyway, Twitter, go on. What's yeah, the thing? So on
0: Twitter there was a um a picture I need to find it for you now, don't having said this. I should have sent it to you in advance as well a picture of old names uh, for for illnesses. No, that wasn't it. The picture was deaths in the 1600s. Okay. And there was, sort of like, numbers. And then a list of illnesses from A to W, um, starting with abortive and stillborn and going to worms. Oh, Death okay. from worms. Oh, okay. And I, just a few of them surprised me, and then I went to find... A website which explained what some of these things were. So affrighted, shock. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Aged. Yeah. Okay. Org. A g u e. Is that org? Ague, isn't it? Ague. Isn't that, that just means? like malaise of some sort? Or yeah, it's a fever, such as oh. malaria. Okay. Okay. Uh, apoplex and megrom good one isn't it Me is
1: that like um headache apoplex is when you're l- hyper
0: definitely no? not hyper oh it's the other way around unconsciousness or oh, incapacity really? oh really uh, resulting from a cerebral what? hemorrhage or stroke
1: well you know when they say i was
0: apoplectic apoplectic yeah. that okay. meant i was flat on my back <laughs> Asleep. And this one, a migrom is, as you say, is I, I guess where migraine comes from, a severe headache, often limited to one side of the head. Um, Seventeen people died of apoplex and migrom. Bit with a mad dog. One person died from that. <laughs> That's
1: not a category, is it?
0: What about this? What's flux? Bloody flux. Scouring and flux.
1: Scouring and flux. What in a state of flux? What does that? I don't know. What does that mean?
0: Mm, dysentery, <laughs> oh. excessive flow or discharge of fluid, like a hemorrhage or diarrhea. That's flux.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: scouring, and it's either spelled s c o u r i n g or s c o w r i n g. It's a purging of the bowels, probably diarrhoea or dysentery. Nice. Mm. 346 people died of flux. Uh, let's go over a few that we know. Wolf. What do you reckon wolf is?
1: What, W-O-L-F? Yes, wolf. Well, you've turned into a wild animal. No, and you haven't been eaten by a wild animal either. <laughs> a bit by bad wolf. <laughs>
0: Uh, A rapidly expanding growth, probably a malignant tumour. Oh, dear. And there's cut of the stone. What's cut of the stone?
1: Fell whilst rock climbing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would have thought that. It's a surgical removal of a bladder stone. Now, in the 1600s, I don't want anything surgically removed. If you don't mind. What about
1: strangury? Well, I either you've been strangled or you've got a twisted intestine of some sort. <laughs> well, of some sort, painful urination. Oh, and more often the result of disease in the bladder or urethra. That that word sounds like oh strang- ooh, strangury. Ooh, you can always, oh, I'm a bit strangury.
0: Flux uh, and smallpox. So that's it. Flocks is fair enough. But fist fistula, that's a thing that's used now, I think.
1: Fistula isn't that something to do? Isn't that something to do with your yeah, miles of intestine or? Well, probably because it says an unnatural communication
0: between two different body structures. So I guess if you've got a fistula in your bowel, oh, but oh, is it fistula? Hmm. Anyway, 13 people died from that. Jawfulen. Jawfulen. Toothache. It literally means fallen jaw. <laughs> also referring to lock jaw. Possibly tetanus. Imposthume.
1: Well, well, if posthumous means after you've died, then maybe it's before you've died. <laughs> Abscess.
0: Oh. There's no clue to that one. This one, King's Evil. Oh my god! died of the King's Evil, which uh, 38 people died of the King's Evil. What's that? Scrofula. That's not helping. Tell- <laughs> Tuberculosis of neck and lymph glands. <clears throat> okay. Liver. oh, two people died of lethargy. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> it can happen.
0: <laughs> liver grown 87 people died of liver grown. It says here, possibly
1: rickets. What, liver grown? Yeah,
0: possibly means rickets.
1: Isn't rickets a vitamin C
0: malnourishment? Isn't that what sailors used to get? Yeah, okay, what about this one then? You died of. Planet. <laughs> or planet struck. Hit by a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> Any sudden severe affliction or paralysis. Oh. So it's like basically saying died of death. Just died, yeah. Yeah, died of death. Rising of the lights. Madness. Uh, generally considered to be croup. However, the Oxford English Dictionary defines it as hysteria or inflammation of the liver, similar
1: to liver-grown. Do you think they only really knew about the bladder and the liver in these days?
0: Because (laughs) nobody seemed to die. They seem to have surgically gone into the bladder. They understand the bladder and the liver. Okay, Uh, last one. Oh, died... You like this one? Suddenly. Okay. That's That's, sort of cool. That 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 seems like a description, doesn't it? (laughs) Suddenly. Died of teeth? I'm assuming... Rotten teeth, you know. Died of actually being bitten. Um, Tissic. Tissic. Mm. Is a cough? Oh, okay. And surfeit. Is died that, of surfeit.
1: Is that like gluttony?
0: It's certainly Gouch. is. Well done there. Vomiting from overeating or gluttony. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So that that was my little find today. Uh, I'm glad I shared it with you, but um, that was a picture I saw on Twitter. But I got all the definitions from um, a website called, bear with me, um, casalette forward slash old oldnames.htm was one website I went to, and homeoint.org. Well, I'm
1: glad that I didn't talk about the one thing I was thinking of talking about, because I was having a conversation with my mother the other day, and we came onto the subject of burial. Okay. And cremation. Oh, by the way, I saw for sale on a Facebook page, a coffin lid. <laughs> okay. A coffin bottom and a coffin lid. Okay. So didn't,
0: that was you know my story from when my grandma died? I'm not sure I ever told her this one. Do you? Know? I'll tell you again, and then... Then at least, I know I've definitely told you then. Because it'll be on record. It will. Um, when my grandma died, um, they'd already bought um, her children, um, the seven children, had already purchased... Um, she'd been in palliative care, so they knew she was dying. It wasn't like, <laughs> we're going to buy this in advance just <laughs> in case. They'd already purchased a burial package. Okay. When when they actually came to do the final plan, she'd actually died. decided that they wanted to upgrade the coffin to a wicker coffin they thought they would like that so they asked this well-known funeral service provider "Uh, can we upgrade no no i'm afraid you can't you have to buy a new one and said but we've we've bought one but we don't want that one can we upgrade it to a wicker and the answer they got back was no you have to buy the wicker one and so my uncle said Well, if we're buying two coffins, I shall take the other one home with me. No! Did he? Well, he didn't in the end because the the large funeral service provider changed their mind and said, "Okay, yes, we'll let you upgrade. But the brothers and sisters, of which there are many, were then thinking, well, what are we going to do with this coffin then? Do we turn it into a coffee table or a blanket chest? (laughs) But a bizarre thing, you, know, you talk about customer service at a really difficult time, and you can't upgrade, you have to buy two coffins. But obviously they think, well, nobody's going to be
1: stupid enough to say that they want to take the second coffin home. Well, that's making out like that, you know, when you buy the package, right, we've bought the coffin, it's in a cupboard, it's got your name on it. Yeah, well, Obviously, of course not. not, of course not, no. I thought you were going to say you went and bought a wicker coffin and brought it in and said... Yeah, put her in this. Stick her in this, yeah. No, so maybe the people who you saw
0: the um, selling the coffin... Maybe something similar had happened. Yeah, they'd gone to this large funeral service provider and they'd, they'd tried on their luck with the same thing, but this time they let them
1: take the second coffin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, the conversation went... We, we went from burial to cremation... And then we started to think about the process. And so then we were doing some research and it hadn't really occurred to me before, but what happens is, uh, it takes about 45 minutes to burn a body apparently in a, in a crematoria. Um, it's the bones that you get. So we were saying, do you get your loved one's ashes? Basically they riddle and get the bones and then they crush the bones into dust. Okay so, so it's, it's actually not ash. it's it's yeah it's 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 that's why it's, it's ground up bones yeah which i didn't know
0: no i didn't either but well, that makes sense yeah. i guess there's not going to be a lot of flesh and skin, well that's what we could yeah,
1: yeah that's yeah. what we couldn't quite get our heads around so yeah anyway so it's a good job we didn't because it would we would have just spent a lot of time talking about death and we just which have done. we just have done <laughs> excellent okay <laughs> now here's the thing You might recall that uh, on Saturday, um, we were both travelling by train. That is right. To go to an event in Shrewsbury. And when I got to the train station, it was very, 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 very busy. Which for a small station, like Gaboen Station. And you knew that this train with me on was coming along with just two little carriages. Yes, Exactly. Um, So I was a bit suspicious and then it suddenly occurred to me there's something going on here because a lot of people have got cameras. They come to see you. They come to see me and my husband. Yes. Anyway, we strike up a conversation as I normally do with a little family and there's a little boy called Ethan, I think. And he knows all about what's going on because a steam train's coming through. So the steam train that we were waiting for was parked outside of the station for a little while and then we could hear it get up steam and then we it started moving and we could hear the sound of the engine and it moved through it's the station. exciting noise. I know it? it's it's so powerful and you can sort of feel the air um popping you know with the so um the little boy told me that this train was called Bahamas. And the engine was called Bahamas, okay, and then a little bit later on, there was going to be another one called the Duchess of Sutherland um so there were two steam trains there were the same two. Day. yes, not one was going to be later on um so I thought, because when I was a kid, my dad was well my dad until he died, my dad was into trains um and we used to have a vinyl album of train sounds. Wow. So when stereo first came in, you'd proudly play this record and you'd hear the train approaching One side from of the, the right sound speaker <laughs> and it come right away through and then go off into the. Wow. So, So, which, uh, when you were a kid, you know, you'd think, God, this is a bit dull, but actually it was really good. So, anyway, I thought I'd just look up Bahamas and see what. Um, so, uh, so, for those who aren't familiar, Bahamas sounds like an improbable name for a
0: steam train.
1: Well, I think um, I think there's certain classes of engine, and they have different names. But so it was constructed. So the engine number is for anybody listening is five five nine six, and it was a Jubilee class engine, uh, and it was um, manufactured. Around 1934, 1935, um, and it operated out of Crewe, but it got its name during its first service repair in June 1936. But they don't they don't say why. They don't say why. That's no. not very obvious, is it? No, no. But um, anyway, it took Crewe and the Bahamas mm. exactly, exactly, and it worked from Grindthorpe, Houses oh. and Bristol. Okay. Um, anyway, so. It, This article um, tells some of the some of the areas where the um, the train, the engine operated, talks about various renovations it's undertaken and how much money it's all cost. Um, And there's some lovely, lovely pictures of it. Um, And it's got a double chimney, which is unusual, apparently. So did you find out Why it was driving through Oswestry? Well, it was on um, some kind of... It was a dining thing.
0: It wasn't Oswestry, was it? That would be rather... No, it wasn't through Oswestry. There's no no, no train track in Oswestry. It was through Gaboing, yeah. And
1: actually, that then led me on to have a look at the Cambrian Heritage Railways. Because I vaguely remembered that the last steam train left Oswestry Station on the day that I was born... I seem to recall wow. an enthusiast telling me there were some trains that ran after that. I think it was about 1967 that it was fully decommissioned, um, and and now the Cambrian Heritage Railway Society have started renovating tracks so that you can you can get the train from Oswestry to a brewery. Oh, imagine that! Excellent. The I
0: correlation... wonder where, where the
1: overlap is on those pie charts of uh, yeah, brewery fans and train fans. It will be it will be steam trains, beer and beards. <laughs> and they will all sit very closely together. Um and that, so then I thought I'd have a little look at the Duchess of Sutherland, which is a less attractive engine it has to be said. Um but there's a photo of it in Shrewsbury around 1965. That's what it looked like. It changed color a few times during its um during its life. Uh but there was some information, which I'm just desperately trying to find now. There's lots of pictures of this beautiful engine and it was talking about, here we go, um, all the history, la, 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 what it did, what it didn't do, when it was different colours. In 1998, they got a heritage lottery grant of £352,000. But in its luck, In its 26 years in service, it ran 1,650,000 miles, the second highest mileage by any member of this class of engine. Um, And I vaguely remember seeing something as to much it cost to, to manufacture? Why was it called the Duchess of Sutherland? Does it not give you that? I well, know. again, th- it seems that they it operated with with some different names, um, and it was it was in different colours. So it began working uh, as the Merseyside Express, the Red Rose to London Euston, and the Irish Mail from Hollyhead. So I don't know if that's the name of the service. Um, but yeah, they're probably... The Duke of S-
0: The only reason I ask is the Duke of Sutherland owned a lot of land around Stoke-on-Trent. They they owned Trentham Hall, the okay. Trenton Gardens. Okay. So I was wondering if there was a Stoke-on-Trent connection, but probably not.
1: I don't know. It's uh, There probably is. If you did some more research, there's probably some... A bit like the name of horses, you know? There'll be something... Um, but it's it, it is currently housed um at the Midland Railway Centre which is at Butterley, which is near Ripley. Um and it is owned by the Princess Royal Class Locomotive Trust because that must be a class a bit like the other was a Jubilee. But there's some royal theme going on, isn't there? A Jubilee class. A Princess Royal class. Yeah. You're looking at me as if I'm
0: interested in that. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: I think it's really interesting. They're Apple. amazing. Apple bits doesn't of kit. fall far from the tree, does it? They're amazing bits of kit. Huge, and I did read. Those. So is
0: this going to be your new um, your your new hobby? Standing on no, I'm not doing or? train spotting. No, okay.
1: but I did. Again, I did find something.
0: Um, i don't mis- mean to be dismissive of trains, by the way, just in case um uh, yeah most of our most really of
1: our up. audience are big big train fans, I think you'll find <laughs> um uh, I can't find it now, but there was there's talk that the first steam engine, not steam locomotive, dates um back into um b c apparently, it was a heated vessel with water in it and the steam that was generated from the vessel rotated a thing. So whilst it wasn't a steam engine, it was the the technology. Oh. It's been with us for a very long time. Anyway, that was my thing for this oh, week. there you go. And if you could have seen this little boy, he was so knowledgeable. He loved, he loved his trains. I don't know what it is. And when I said, I videoed it and I sent the video to my four-year-old niece and she asked if it was George without a face. Yeah,
0: that's a creepy. The, you also tents. sent it to my 13-year-old son, who was very impressed with it as well. Oh,
1: yes. Well, he was when he finally got the video, because I just sent him the words steam train. Yes. And nothing else.
0: He was a little concerned about your uh, state of mind.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got another thing. Go on. Here's my other thing. So reading on positive news about a plan that um, Germany have got to boost culture, it's rather lovely idea actually, very civilized, and not at all something I can imagine the UK government doing anytime soon. But they've decided to, um, offer all of those people turning eighteen next year, two hundred and fifty pounds, two hundred euros, as a culture pass to boost the arts. And in the words of German culture minister, Claudia Roth, get young people excited about the diversity of culture in our country. So it's going to cost them in the region of 100 million euros. And if it's successful with the 18 year olds, then they're going to roll it out to other age groups and apparently, I feel really done down by our government with this one. Similar schemes have been introduced elsewhere in Europe. France offers its citizens €300 euro culture voucher when they turn 18. It can be spent on cinema, theatre and concert tickets, or books, art courses and musical instruments. Spain and Italy have got their own schemes, offering €400 euros and €500 euros respectively. No, I like that. Yeah. Get behind the arts. Yeah, get behind culture and actually give people money to spend in that area. Yeah. A brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. And hundred million euros seems uh, quite a, a good way to support the the, art, cause gonna the arts because that's going to get spent. It's got to get spent
1: in the arts, yeah. doesn't it? So, and you know, it's going to go there. Yeah, and hopefully, it will spark interest from young people in all sorts of things that. Because otherwise, it's a bit like going to church. It fizzles out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. do, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Do you yeah. go to a, a village church and, you know, very small congregations. So, Yeah, I think people we're a do... long way behind in the UK now. Yeah, sadly. I quite, yeah, I quite like that idea. Do you think they'll ever extend it to the um, the over 55s? You know, I'm, I'm in that box now, the over 55s box. <laughs> Yeah,
0: one day, eventually. But then by then you might be getting to the over sixty five. Well, part. that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you'd have to move to Germany, Spain, Italy or France.
1: Well, there are worse things that I, that I could have to do. Didn't you meet a guy on the train who just travels the trains all day? I did, yes. So you were talking about your
0: youngster, Ethan, was it? Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid I didn't get this gentleman's name. I didn't want to sound too forward. But uh, I sat next to a gentleman, and he was making notes in his book, and quite clearly, he was making notes of engine numbers. And uh, right. and I said, "Oh, you were a train spotter?" He yeah. Uh, he said, "Oh, how could you tell?" <laughs> <laughs> mm. And yeah, he he was he travelled from Warrington that morning. I got on the train at Wrexham and went to sit next to him, and he was going to Shrewsbury. He was going to get off at Shrewsbury, spend some time in Shrewsbury, and then he was just going to go wherever the trains took him. Might go to Crewe, might go back to Chester. Not quite sure, but it appears that's what he does all day, every day. Travels on the trains around the country. Amazing.
1: We were sort of and asleep. he
0: told me about the steam train.
1: Oh, he, he knew about yeah. it. He said, oh, if you look to your left in a few minutes, there'll be a steam train coming <laughs> Not back. Not like me saying, I sent you a message, steam train on your right, and then didn't realise that you were facing.
0: Facing the wrong way, well, yes. Yeah. He didn't seem that excited by it. He seemed oh. that like he, um, he knew. He was a man that knew these things, but didn't need to get excited about mm-hmm. these things. I said, just look to your left. I don't know how he knew the precise time. He didn't have a smartphone. He wasn't tracking anything. Look to your left in a few minutes and there will be a steam train.
1: And he was right. (laughs) See, a lot to be said for train spotters. Now Here's the Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well,
0: maybe not every week ever.
1: (laughs) Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air.